They say a picture is worth a thousand words, then how are we tied down to just one? I'm not a label, and neither are you. Welcome to a space of creative freedom, where you and I get to be exactly who we are. Join me as we uncover the layers and discover ourselves on a deeper level. Thank you so much for showing up. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Not A Label, the podcast. I'm your host, Avi Adwani, and I'm so, so, so excited and blessed to have Amar here with me. We connected over two years ago when I was starting off as a coach, and I believe that's when he too was sort of taking a leap of faith and going for it, joining the Rob Dio coaching program. And we've both come such a long way in such different ways, yet this family essence, this family friendship community essence has stayed within us and we're still in touch there's still this beautiful energy that we're exchanging with each other and um, I'm gonna let him introduce himself I'm really grateful that he's here so please go ahead oh what a great introduction thank you my friend Avi uh, everybody please make sure you subscribe to this podcast because this man is just an amazing amazing human being uh, with that being said my name is Amar Saad. I am a uh, serial entrepreneur. I own multiple businesses, uh, as well as I am a, a mentor for Rob Dial, uh, Rob, Dial, Rob Dial's coaching program, where me and Avi met, which is which is crazy two years ago. So we uh, we came from joining the program and just trying to better ourselves to now. Uh, look at us growing, me being a part of Rob's team, Avi uh, being able to have his own podcast. and um, But my most important job, you can talk about my businesses, you can talk about the podcast, you can talk about the coaching, but my most important and favorite job is being a father of four beautiful kids and a husband to a beautiful wife. That's beautiful, Amar. Um, it's so raw and so vulnerable the way you were sharing uh this family holiday that you took with your two kids and i want you to share a little bit more about who you are and what you do besides the label that you're known for yeah uh great question so uh the one thing that i uh, just to give you a back backstory i'm like a recovering work addict like i am a recovering workaholic so i would always um what i would mainly live to work because I grew up, you know, we didn't have much of, of anything growing up. And it was always like my dad would work 13, 14 hours a day. And for me, that's what I thought was successful. That's what I thought like hard, you know, being working, working hard meant working long hours. So you fast forward, uh, you know, two years and I decided to join a mentor program. And from there, I was able to excel and do well on that to where I realized that I am spending so much time on a business that um, that necessarily didn't need that much time. So I realized that the time that I'm, I'm the energy that I was busy, but not productive. We can get into that later, but I was not able to just, I was not good with my time management and the people who suffered were my family because they understood that work was very important. So what I've been working on these past few years with, with Rob Dial, with Dean and just the friends, mentors, coaches is that families first. So um, my wife and I do a yearly trip where she takes my daughters with her girlfriends, um, her, her girlfriends, Erin and Erin, they have the same name, which is funny, and their kids. And I take the boys on my own. And we went out to the beach just three hours away from here. And we just bonded. We, we went to the beach. We played some arcade games. We 
you know, climbed a rock, uh, did a rock climbing thing. They were in a part of a festival, feeding some fishes, singing and dancing in the car, just boys being boys, man. And I just found that that's for me time that I will never be able to get back now that my kids, you know, my boys are eight and five. So, uh, and I have, I, I have four kids, twins that are eight year old, a five year old and a three year old, but I had the five and three year old with me and we just had fun. We bonded and just kind of, you know, like I told my wife, they were in control. It was like what, what they wanted to do. They did. They want to go to the beach. We brought them to the beach. They wanted to go to the arcades. They went to the arcades, but I just felt it was very important to spend that quality time with my children, with my boys to just kind of let them, you know, see how silly dad can be. So that's, uh, yeah, that's that. That's great, man. And I, I'm really, really grateful that you're here sharing this message because I know a lot of us, including myself, sometimes can, re it's a slippery slope getting into that workaholic energy of going for it or, or understanding that success is 13 to 16 hours of hard work of keeping your head down. So for me, the most important question here would be, and for our listeners, how did you recover from that? What made you do that shift? working with a mentor. That's what it was working with a coach. Um, I was a part of an amazing program called the Kaizen mastermind program with Rob Dial and uh, Dean. And they, uh, they, it was just one of those, they dig deep and it was like, okay, they asked me during the interview to be a part of Kaizen because, you know, you, not everybody qualifies. It's more about like, they, they, you know, they, they pick you, they interview you and they let you know whether or not you're good enough for it. So, or, you know, or ready for, it, I should say. And, for me, when they, during the interview, I told Rob and Dean, I said, Hey, uh, I'm too busy. I'm, I, I'm too busy. I have multiple businesses. I have a huge family. Like I can't spend time on a program as much as I need it. And then Rob said to me, the, the, the most powerful words that you can hear for your mentor. And I never forget this was because I, when I said the work balance and I said, I have so much work, I got to deal with my family. And he goes, this is what this program will help you do just trust us or trust. He said, just trust me and or trust us, trust me, whatever it was. And Avi, my stress level went from a 10 to a one. And I said, let's do this. And then from there, we just worked on, you know, at once again, busy versus productive. We can say all day that we're busy, but what are we doing about it? Are we scheduling properly? Are we able to, you know, not, you know, when you schedule your work life, you need to schedule also your personal life. Your personal life is just as important as your work life, if not more important. So I felt it was, it was a necessity for me to work on that. So what I did just to let you know, is I hired extra staff by able to hire extra staff, even though it did, it did go into my profits at the time, I was able to enjoy enjoy that time with my family. I was able to make some time for my friends. I'm able to just do the things that I never was able to do or held myself back or even limited myself because I always did not have time, but that was just a construct in my head. That was just something that I built up from all these years because that's what I thought. I only knew, That's all I knew. So that's what it was. I ended up hiring extra employees. From there, I was able to grow my business even more. So we ended up doing even better. It was crazy how it worked. And that's what Rob said to me. Like, I got I to gotta give them, you know, their props because he was just like, this trust us with it. So I got some extra staff. And next week I'm going on, uh, I'm going to Mexico for my wife. My wife and I going for our uh, wedding anniversary. So, I mean, I've never done that before with work. I've never been able to take this much time. I actually feel sometimes guilty 
to be honest with you. But it's like, I got to remember, no, this is why I worked so hard. It's for these moments to spend with my boys, to spend with my wife, to spend with my friends. So that's, that's kind of how, uh, how I started to dig in and work on work, work life balance. That's incredible. And a key word that's coming through for me is trust. I remember going back into that Facebook group that we have that's been growing and growing and the community seems to be thriving, which is beautiful. And I know that you're actively a part of helping that, encouraging that to actually happen. Um, and I think something that you shared that I saw someone repost was trust is built by your ability to say or ask the difficult questions. Yes, I love that. I want you to expand on that because for me, that's just being revolutionary. Well, I, I think that that's the whole thing is asking the tough questions because I can, you and I can go talk offline and talk all day about topics or something. If you need help, I need help. We can, we can balance each other off. But the, the, the issue, I, I shouldn't say issue, but I feel like the, the biggest, biggest concern with, with most of us is ego, you know, or I can handle it. I can handle all of this. I can, I can take, I can take control on, uh, on, on, on the schedule. I can, I can do all this, but to have a mentor, to have a community, to have a program that you just mentioned that keeps growing, that brings you down to earth. It's like, you have no choice, but to trust. If you're going to put your hard earned money in a mentor or a coach like yourself, I mean, uh, I'm sure everybody knows how amazing coach that you have, yet you are, but it's like, when you do the, when, when you go in there and you trust and you put your guard down, like around a bunch of human beings that are just trying to better the world. You, why, if you can't trust there, you're not going to trust anywhere. Like as our mentor, Dean, Dean DeVries says, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you're going to be insecure going into something as simple as a community and not being able to put your guard down, where else are you, you know, you're doing that in everywhere else in every aspect of your life. So trust the process. 100%. 100%. That quote made me a bit nostalgic. I'm not going to lie. The, the way you do <laughs> one thing is the way you do everything. And uh, it's so true. It's so true. Uh, it still sticks with me. And I know that for many of us, it's it's the key to staying focused um, in all aspects of your life. So for me, I'd love to ask you, what's your one thing? Like, what's your driving force, motivator? What's the thing that keeps you going? My beautiful family my four young kids that like, and I say young kids because they're going to get older, they're going to grow quick. It's them being able to go out there and better myself to show up for my wife, to show up for the twins, for Eli, for Molly, like to show up to, to show for my friends. Like, you know, I'll, I'll bring up an example uh, where my every Thursday I go out with my buddy, Will, and we go, we do kayaking, kayaking is what we do but like we do that it's because of the fact that like it's it's my piece i found my piece it's to go out there and check out from work from zoom from podcasts from anything there's no technology other than taking photos of, of out there and it is so important for for me to you could you ask what the what motivate what's the motivating factor it's it's the it's to be able to show up for my children, show up for my friends, show up for my employees, show up for management, show up for corporate, being able to know that you're, you're, you have zero ill intentions. If you wake up every morning and say, I'm going to be the best human being I'm going to be, I'm going to show up 100% 
vulnerable and honest. And most and most, most importantly, I am going to be, uh, I am going to be 100% ethical and build, you know, you can say it, but when you believe that, when you wake up every day, man, there's, you can't have a bad day. You can't have a bad day. Yeah. You'll have tiring days. You'll have that, but, but being able, you know, to, to answer your original question, the motivating factor is to be pre to having this beautiful family and being able to have them live their dream life and just being able to provide for them. That's all it comes down to. And having kids, they don't know the difference between $1 or $100. So, you know, it, it has nothing to do about, about that. It's more about, it has nothing to do about money. It has to do about, you said, being present and focused when you're around them. Yeah, that's the best gift you can give anyone, your attention, your fullest you attention. attention um, and that's actually what coaching is all about, right? We're, we're giving people our beautiful attention, our space, we're, we're holding them, holding them this or creating this safe space for them to be, to allow themselves to unfold, to feel vulnerable and to feel trust. Um, and yeah, for me, it's really important to understand. So I personally feel for the past few months, at least my coaching business has been growing quite a lot. And I feel really, really grateful for that. Um, not afraid at all to share that over here. I think the more we share, the more we inspire actually. Uh, so I know that a lot of it has actually come from a place of self-love, creating time to love myself, creating time to talk to my mirror, creating time to do it for myself. And I know I hear you say a lot of your driving force is family and friends and the outside world. I'm curious to know how your relationship with yourself is. Oh, great, great question. And um, before I would, it would be ignored. I never had a relationship with myself. It would be it would be about everybody else. And then when it came down to me, I would distract myself with work because I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to worry about that. I didn't want to dig in to myself. Uh, but you said something powerful that, yeah, coaching, I, it, what, it's like 90% listening and 10%, you know, talking because I had a, I had a mentor. Uh, I was, I was mentoring a coach just two hours ago and they said it was the best coaching call they had. And they only had, I only said two, three words. I didn't say much at all. It was them being able to be in that safe space, that safe environment. And for me, it's talking to people like that. And, you know, like, like, um, like the, the, the previous person I just mentioned, being able to talk that way, trying something new meditation. I can tell you right now, I've never been the meditation guy. I'm still a little weirded out by it because I'm always thinking on the next thing. So to answer your question, how I started to go internally is I started to uh, sit with it. I started to just relax every morning. I take, I do guided meditation. I'll take my, uh, you know, which is, which is better. Like I, I listen to it because it keeps me on track. I tried doing it on my own. Oh my God. It was, it was a shit show, man. I could, I could not, I was just, my mind was going all 24 seven. It was like, so it's, it's being able to call out the elephant in the room in your life. I think that to me, for example, if right now, Avi, I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm, I'm like, there's, I was feeling good. And then all of a sudden I'm not feeling good. I will look at the past hour and say, okay, I had an amazing uh, podcast uh, talk with, with you. Uh, I was having a great moment with the kids. Oh, wait. Yeah. I got that text message from work that brought my energy down. So it's being able to be aware of your energy. 
And that is something that I never was aware, never, ever, 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 ever did in my, in, in, in my past was address when I was feeling a little bit differently. So yeah, to answer your question, I know it's kind of long, long-winded, but it was to, to actually address my feelings right on the spot so I can move forward and be present because the problem I feel with society today is nobody wants to feel everybody just wants to numb. Everybody just wants to numb and they don't want to feel. And I'm realizing the more and more and more that I feel, whether it's a good feeling, whether it's a bad feeling, you address the damn feeling. You realize why you're feeling that way. So either if it's bad, you work on it. So you don't feel that way. And if it's good, you work on it. So you keep feeling that way. That's powerful. That's powerful. And it makes me think of the thing, right? When we're, when we're running, when we're busy in, in inverted brackets or productive or going for it in our day, a lot of us actually struggle to slow down and be aware, be aware of the energy shifts that are happening in our body. Whereas I fully believe that your body has all the answers. Your body is constantly speaking to you. It's telling you you're tired, you're sad, you're happy. It's constantly communicating something to your mind, to your subconscious. How do you create that time to stop whilst you're going for it at the same time? Like, what's your process there? Oh, it's tough. Uh, it is hard. But like, it's more about once to say like, I'm go, go, go. But it's when I stop that go, go, go. For example, a work call, like, and I'm on and I'm just go, go, go. And I realize I'm at that uncomfortable level inside of me where I can feel tensed, I can feel a little pressure. That's when I will stop. I will put my phone on do not disturb, whether five, 10 minutes, and I will just sit, maybe take a few breaths. Like I'm not doing anything more. I'm not doing anything formal, but what I'm doing is just giving myself, hitting the reset button. That's what I like to call it, hitting the reset button. Let me get grounded. Let me get a good headspace and let me get back and let me lean into why am I feeling this way? And then I move forward. I really, really, really loved that last part. Let me lean into why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And let me then move forward without running from it. Correct. And and, and, and I, and I promise you, Avi, like I was just always running from it. I, if I was having a bad day with the family, had a bad day with work, I would just distract myself with more work. Where now today, if I'm having a bad day at work, it's like, now it's like, all right, Amar, why am I having a bad day at work? Was it because of that one text message? Was it because of that one phone call? But then, okay, then why did that phone call bother me? And it was like, oh, it was because the employee was upset. Okay, let me lean in. Why did the employee get upset? It's getting in there and being like, okay, I'm feeling bad really for no reason. Something that I did not control. It's somebody else's feeling. So it's like certain things like that and being able to see that and believe that. And if it's something that you can control, it's even better. But then you can go and fix it right away. But that's kind of the approach that I've been I've been using uh, recently. To stop and really feel it through, mm-hmm. to really be aware of it. Yep. Very, very interesting, Amar. Thanks for sharing that. I know a lot of people will be appreciating, a lot of people living really fast lives, probably more in the West, you know, where, where it's a really fast-paced way of living. Not to say that it's not in other places. Um, I know a lot of people can appreciate this. I know that I am already appreciating so much of what I'm learning here. And uh, something that was coming to my mind was the quote that Dean always used to share with us. Your life is a perfectly crafted curriculum. And I'm really curious to ask you, how did, what are the pieces of the puzzle that added up 
to get you to where you are today? Oh, that's a great question. I think the number the number one thing was to eliminate the eliminate the things that were holding me back from being happy. Forget finances, forget forget anything other than happy. Example, toxic people. That's a big thing that nobody talks about. You know, you can have a circle full of amazing people, right? That you've known forever. But when you're around them, they make you feel bad. They numb each other. They drink, they smoke, they do drugs because they don't want to feel. And for me, I found it very difficult to be around people who judged when you judged you when you were trying to better yourself. It was almost as if it was uh, it was taboo to work, have self-development. You know, when I, when I joined the Business Breakthrough, it was only a handful of people uh, that, uh, that like supported me. And everybody else was, was like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Because it's like, it's frowned upon when you try to work on yourself. And that's the biggest bullshit I'm going to share like right now is because I'm a better father, husband, uh, entrepreneur friend because of that. So when he says like the puzzle pieces, you know, for that, for me, the, it wasn't, it was as if I had too many puzzle pieces and I had to kind of remove some, I had some extra pieces and it was like, okay, toxic people, things that didn't serve me. Um, you know, I'm not big into alcohol or drugs or anything like that. So it was like more like, okay, get that out of there. You know, I don't, it was, let me, let me be that role model that my kids, that my kids can be proud of. Let me make sure that if my kids, you know, if God forbid, God forbid, I pass, I, I pass away, right? I know that I showed up for my wife and my kids and my businesses and my friends, the right, authentic, real Amar way versus before I felt like I was living for others where, you know, when now to, to, to quote, to quote Dean, you know, it's the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I have been focusing on just doing everything the right way. When I say right way, it's showing up to the best ability. I don't care if it's a, if I woke, if I had two hours of sleep, I have to show up with a big smile on my face. I don't care if what it, you show up, you just show up with 100% authenticity and making sure you're able to be the true authentic person that, that you are meant to be. Like, you know, Dean says it all that like, you said, like Dean says all the time, the curriculum, you know, puzzle for the curriculum. I messed up the quote. What is the actual quote itself? It was something it like was your, that, your life is a perfectly crafted curriculum. Yeah. And meaning as well as even when, when, when things get in your way, it's supposed to happen. It's not, don't say if something negative happens to you, instead of saying, why did this happen to me? It's this happened to me for a purpose. And that's kind of the way I've been looking at life. Yeah. hundred percent. So what would you say was your were you, your pain that became your power in that way? The thing that happened to I you, think, for you? I think for me, it was just anything. Anything that I, I, like, any, it could be a bad day at work. I'll use an example like that that people can relate to. A bad day at work. And it would, instead of me, you know, before it would just ruin my day. I would say it would be a bad day. But in my head now, I've trained it to be, it's, it's a bad moment. It's not a bad day. It was just a bad moment in the day. And then you move forward where before I would just, it would just be a bad day and I would go home. It's a bad day. It would just be negative, 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 negative. Now it's like, no, I had a bad moment in the day. Let me move forward. 
This reminds me of a really beautiful podcast conversation that you shared a couple of weeks ago. No yes. bad days, only bad moments. And uh, yes, sir. Thank I, you. Yeah, that's a good plug. I actually want to use this as an opportunity to share something that you've launched, which I'm really, really proud of. And I want to congratulate you for the massive growth that you've been through in a very short period of time. Uh, so Amar has very recently launched his own podcast. It's called The Leader's Life podcast by Amar and uh, it's fantastic it's short nuggets but he's also doing these collaboration episodes with, like with Cassie where he talks about social media or Johnny and many other people and uh, I'm gonna let him talk about it and what motivated him to start Thank you so much, Abby, for saying that. Yeah, it's the leadership. Uh, it's the leadership. It's the leaders. It's a leaders' life podcast with Amar, and um, it's it is it's it's seven eight minute episodes. It gets right to the point. Um, and the reason the reason why I started the podcast was because a lot of people always ask me, "Hey, Amar, you have four kids. You have businesses. Like, how are you able to still you know be able to do the mentorship? Like, what keeps you going with a smile on your face?" And I said, "You know what." let me talk about it. Let me come up with a podcast. So um, I was a part of Rob Dial and Dean's uh, elite program. That's where I coach um, the, the, the elite, uh, the elite members of, of the program. And, and Rob taught us how to do a podcast. Now, Rob Dial, uh, for people who don't know, is top 100 podcasts in the world. And, you know, Avi and my mentor, and he, uh, you know, he showed it to me and I was finding ways not to like want to do it. I was talking myself out of it because it was something scary, something new, just like anybody else that wants to start something. But I say it all the time, like you, you got to teach what you preach and preach what you teach, like you, you preach what you teach. And, and you show you, 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 I can be all talk, but I got to be action. So I'm telling a bunch of people, you should start the podcast, start the podcast, but I'm not taking my own advice. So I decided to uh, give myself a deadline and create just, as I said, just uh, powerful episodes to the point where I want to like the leader's life of like how to get through the day to day, as I said, an example of like bad moments versus bad day, how hard work pays off, just simple, simple to the point that's going to just give you to get you 1% better. And I think that's the goal. I'm not trying to give you a life transformation. It's about just being 1% better and being able to handle that bad, that bad moment versus ruining in your day. Being able to, you know, learn the, the expert series that I have Casey on, I had Johnny on, I've had a bunch of people that are going to be on there, uh, Natalie, uh, I mean, I invite a bunch of people. So it's like, it's, it's just the beginning and I'm loving it. I am absolutely loving it. And, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, if you got listeners out here, you know, it'll be in the show notes, but it's, uh, it's as I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a podcast that will get you to your goals if you take it seriously, just like Avi's goal, you know, like it's, it's more about, you can listen all day long to a million of the best podcasts in the world and they're all great. But I would say that the, the, the difference, you know, the, the difference between, I think like Avi, myself, and a lot of the people who do self-development is that we are, we, we organically like messed up before and now we're bettering ourselves. Like we, we fucked it up and we figured it out. I think is kind of the best way to to describe it. And we talk about how we figured it out. So I think in a nutshell, that's the best way to describe my podcast. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, um, you all give it a listen. I'm sure everyone will. That's, uh, this energy, this conversation is already bringing so much to the table. And, uh, I know that as coaches, a lot of what we do is listen, right? We hold space and we ask the right questions and 
since this is an opportunity for you to share, and I'm loving to listen to you, actually, um, what's something that you have to get, get across in this conversation today? What's something that you must make sure that every single person that's listening to this integrates and feels in their bones? Absolutely. Um, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I did. I mean, it's one of my first podcasts that came out, but I talk about change. And I think that the, the number one thing I want everybody to realize is that change happens in only two ways. Either you control the change or the universe is going to control the change for you. So my, my advice to everybody that is listening, everybody out there that is like, I want to start a business. I want to ask this person out. I want to do something uh, that's not, that's new. I'm scared. Whatever it is, remember, remember, remember the universe can control your change if you don't control the change for you. So if you, for example, are trying to leave that job of yours, but you're torturing yourself each and every day, there's a good chance that the universe will not reward you unless you take action and start planning your future. So change once again happens in two ways. Be in control of your change. Do not let the universe be in control of your change because sometimes it won't be generous. That's on point. I know that I can relate to that. I know a lot of people can. Just a couple of months ago, I took a leap of faith as well and I left some projects that were draining me. And taking this leap of faith that was actually keeping me safe has actually allowed me to excel and expand so much more. Um and I think that's exactly what you're trying to say with this, with, with changing, with believing in yourself, with taking control or, or allowing you to stay miserable and sort of self-inflict this to yourself in a way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You, I mean, you nailed it. And I feel that the problem with society is that everybody uses the term perfection. I, it's, it's not perfect. Or I, don't, I, I, I don't know yet because it's not, I don't got the perfect information. And my advice to everybody listening that says, oh, it's not perfect, or I'm waiting for something. Perfection is just a delay for your dreams. I'll say that again. Perfection is just a delay for your dreams. So nothing's going to be pretty. My, if you listen to my first podcast episode till now, I'm getting better, but I've messed up. That's just what it is. We all start up. As I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, fuck it up, then figure it out. But as long as you started it. That's powerful. I'm staying with that. Fuck it up and then figure it out. <laughs> Let yes. that be our mantra for this conversation. And Amar, I'm so, so, so grateful that you hopped on today, that you shared so much value um, and that you continue to share it so abundantly with the community, with your podcast, with your family, with your friends and with all the people that are part of your life, including myself. So thank you so much. Thank you, brother. And just to let everybody know, look, I didn't even tell Avi, uh, I'm going to have Avi on my podcast. If you would like at, at, at some point, I would love to have you on there. That'd be beautiful. Hell yeah. All right. You Hell heard yeah. that. Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for, for inviting me. I mean, what you're doing is powerful. The message that you're sharing, what um, seeing your growth in the past two years and you living your true authentic life. And I just want to just salute you, my friend, my brother for life, and you're doing a great job. Thank you for tuning in to Not A Label. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to share it with your loved ones, your friends, your family, and anyone out there that might need to hear this. Thank you for being a part of this community. Make sure to share this on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and in any other platform that can help us make a greater impact together. Take care. Have a blessed day ahead.